What up, GPGL? It's GM Radcliffe, Mr. Clean and Co. Six-year vet of GPGL. I'm here to take it this year. Zero championships, but last year's number one. Always number one. Let's get it. Thank you for joining us today, Mr. Nicholas Radcliffe, a.k.a. Contradiction and Co., a.k.a. Rad Sniff. What to do, what to do. You know, it seems like every year there's a new nickname and I just I just got to roll with it. I'm, I'm okay with it. I love it. I love the I love the hate. It just motivates. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you're not, you know, you're not taking this week's loss too hard after four weeks. Uh, how do you feel about your team? You know, you know, three weeks going three and oh was uh, it's a great feeling. Uh, really gives you confidence every week uh, walking into Monday or even Tuesday, just you, you, you feel great. And then, um, you know, then uh, reality sets in and it hits you and you, you have off week, your team underperforms and, and that's what happens. So, you know, yes, uh, it's really depressing day uh, yesterday uh, today, kind of getting over the hump is kind of why I agreed to do this podcast recording. You know, now I'm, now I'm ready to, to get back out there, there's some other teams that probably feel a little bit worse, but I'm feeling good where my team's at, uh, you know, three and one uh, in the top six. So okay. I, I can't complain. I can't okay. complain. No, no, no. You cannot. Um, do you think uh, Derrick Henry would have made a difference for you this week? You know, I am you – know, I'm, I'm, I like to think I'm a real man here and, you know, I – I don't think uh, Henry would have made a difference this week. I don't think any of my players uh, play this week would have made a difference with my quarterback, poor play. Uh, my spot starts, poor play. Uh, it's just a bad week all around, and the team's going to lick its wounds and, and get back out there because that's, that's, our, that's our motto here for Mr. Clean & Co. We, we get back out there and do what we do. Well, that's nice to hear. That's nice to hear the positivity from Mr. Clean & Co. Um. Besides this one loss, uh, you've had a great great start to the season. Um, a few other players or GMs have gone off to a great start. Um, Mr. Bolana's boy and Stafford Infection, Ejo de Ernesto, both sprouting over three and uh, one records this year. Yeah. Edgar's undefeated 4-0 second place. You know what? I have to say I am surprised. I really penciled in in the beginning of the year, like many of my fellow GMs, uh, Edgar and Ernie to be finishing, you know, they still can't happen finishing near the bottom, but they did have hot starts. They've had some great players, uh, great weeks. And, I, you know, I can't say I am surprised, but, you know, kudos to them. Uh, cute kudos to uh, offensive coordinator Diaz. Still a little uh, jerk. I'm not going to have any profanity on this, uh, on this podcast recording. It's going to be clean, clean recording, okay. but uh, a really good pickup by Ernie. I will be looking for offense coordinator next year if uh, Diaz wants to to make some money. But we'll talk later in the season. In the wow, season. wow! You're interested in Diaz? You know, huh? I like his uh, periodical attempts at uh, you know trashing people's trades. So it is kind of amusing, and <laughs> and I wouldn't mind that kind of uh, that spazzazz on my team. Um. Of the top six currently in playoff contention, how many you do you think are contenders or pretenders? Ooh, Great question. Great question. You know, just off the top of my head, I think I already have it memorized because, you know, 
this loss hurt me so bad. So I pretty much memorized the top six, bottom six. But, you know, right now they got uh, Rezzy at number one, who this guy gets the most hate in the league. But every year he's a contender. I know he has Mahomes and, and McCaffrey, but even without Christian, this guy's performing. And, you know, he's up there at the leaderboard. And then it, and then it kind of trickles down to a lot of people that I do not think deserve to be in the top six. Edgar, he's going to fall down. Uh, I'm calling it right now. His team is just not built in the long run for these playoffs. Okay. Luis, okay. A lot of people's, a lot of fellow GMs, star course of the year. Um, you know, I think he edges out top six. I think he will be up there at the end of the year. So you could pencil that one in as a, you know, a surefire top six playoff contender. Okay. Luis, Luis getting and in. You know, then there comes your boy, uh, Mr. Clean and Co., Mr. Contradiction and Co., Radsniff. I'm a shoe-in for the playoffs every year I make the playoffs. I think there's one year in my six-year career that I have not made the playoffs. My teams are built to win, and, and you know, the hoodie cliff season is still on, but just stay tuned because the future is looking bright for Mr. Clean and Co. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, so – you don't like Edgar to finish top six. What about Ernesto? Are you still fading Ernesto, or are you going to ride the train and you think that Huge he's for fade. real? Huge fade. You know, offensive coordinator Diaz is still young in the game. Sure, I might want to sign him next offseason, but this guy does not have the, the veteranship, the experience, the years of fantasy football. Sure, he played high school, college football. That does not – I think if you would, could uh... – if you could give Gamal Diaz a, a, a head coach comp, I would give him Matt Patricia. Yeah, that's great. Or Bill O'Brien. I don't know. Who knows? I guess Bill didn't have much success as, as uh, uh, GM Diaz is having, but not even GM Diaz, offensive coordinator Diaz. But I am a huge fade on Ernie's team. Uh, he has a couple players that do not amuse me. I mean, Julio Jones, T.Y. Hilton, big names, poor play, just like A.J. Green. Yes, AJ Green, horrible play all year. Um, Julio battling some injuries has been uh, a no-show some games and uh, a show out some others. So yeah, it's a it's a big boomer bust with a couple of these players early on in this year. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I want to go back to Edgar real quick. Um, what is one of Edgar's main weaknesses that you see that don't make him? Are don't are not making him built you know, for the playoffs. Every year that Edgar's been in the league, which maybe it's approaching three years, I don't recall because I get too hammered on Sundays at Trio, so my memory is a little bleak. But every year Edgar makes one poor trade that just stifles his team for the rest of the year. Even a minimal trade for getting rid of Higby might cost him some points each week, and Edgar's. You know, he has Deshaun Watson, who's a great player, but in a shitty situation. He has a few of those players, Minshew, Bridgewater. They're not top quarterback plays. And I'm just saying this speaking out of uh, fantasy football. I'm not speaking out of uh, hate or anything because, you know, my quarterback play is not the best either. But he just has some players on his team that just kind of, you know, they won't, they're not going to be a championship caliber team this year. Okay. Um, I do. He has a one week flex. Uh, I'm not happy with. He has a, a, a some managing still to correct in his daily lineups. Um, 
he doesn't yeah. have the, he doesn't have the gut. Yeah, instinct. maybe he needs an offensive coordinator. I don't know. He might need an offensive coordinator. He should look into Diaz. Maybe Diaz hot commodity. <laughs> In the you know? he might just be a hot commodity. People are gonna be hitting his. Uh, I, I I personally heard that uh, GM Ihor Ernesto wants to let go of Diaz to prove that he can do this on his own. That this is not a fluke start from him. Wow. That he did this on his own. Diaz has no part in his team wow. management. That's that's gonna hurt for Diaz to hear. I have heard uh, r- rumors and mumblings of extension for Diaz, but but if this man hits the market, it's going to be a hot commodity this offseason. I know a lot of teams are going to be vying for for his skill in the offensive coordinator position, but um, I guess we'll see next year. But uh, I will be watching. Uh, I'm not interested in Diaz as an offensive coordinator right now, but um... – I'll be watching. I'll be watching the race for Diaz. Maybe he gets an extension. Maybe he signs with Radsniff. You know, maybe maybe he gets swayed by Edgar. Yeah. Who knows? But you know, uh, I will be watching. You know who that. really needs some offensive help is Martin Marquez, uh, Quan, Obi Quan, whatever his team name is. That poor guy, man. He had so. You know, I'm these Quan Kulo takes are just hilarious. You know, people complain about my Snapchat videos. <laughs> But these hot takes, uh, Preston Williams, this, uh, you know, player after player that he just projects are going to have great years, and it just doesn't pan out for him. I feel bad for him. You know, he is a, a past league winner, so I do – it does hurt. But he is also one of my candidates in the top six right now that will not finish in the top six. Wow, okay. So of the – of the top six, you only have three actually belonging in the top six. Yeah. So who are your remaining three that should be in the top six by the year, end yeah. of the year? Great question. You know, I really think that it's going to be, you know, like you said, me, Luis Rezzi. Bart is a no-brainer. This guy just somehow. Reigning champ? Yeah. The reigning champ. You know, there's always that curse. After you win a championship, you, you don't make playoffs again, but. He might reverse that curse. I don't think he'll go back-to-back, but he is a competitor. He has a great team, a great cast of players with Devontae Adams, Dalvin Cook, some very poor quarterback play, but I think he has enough to, to get into the playoffs there. Um, also, also okay. I got um, – um, Right now he is uh, on the outside looking in. It's very early on in the season, but he is on the outside looking in. Yeah, if, you, if you think about it, we're, we're um, quarter away through the NFL season, you know, and, and each year I always say this is – this is our time time to live, you know. With I love going to Trio. I try to make it as much as I can. Uh, it's always a great experience there, and you know, I just think that four weeks in, and we still have some time to have some more fun, and I'm really excited to see what happens. But the, so far, we got Resi, Luis, me, Bart, and then it gets kind of you know it it's kind of a dart throw from here with the the other few. Um, I feel bad for Al. I don't think he's going to make playoffs this year. He has a great team, but he's had some some very uh, unlucky uh, instances each week, uh, the most scored upon on the team. So that's kind of unfortunate on his end. But uh, So he's definitely out. Do you think um, Do you think Al too little too late? He, can, he cannot come uh, back? I am, mark my words, I don't think Al could come back, but – this is fantasy. Anything can happen. I've seen many teams come back from 0 and 4. 
and make the playoffs. It just kind of matters how the rest of the, the, the weeks play out. You know, sometimes it comes halfway through the season and there's some teams that are, you know, five and five or something, and there's a, a big group of them and you're able to get that last win and, and, and sneak in. So anything could happen. So, so never lose, lose hope, you know? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm pushing for Al. I think, uh, you know, if he wins one game and, you know, he wins two games in a row and the people in front of him don't get a couple wins, it, it doesn't look, it doesn't look like it's too out of the question. Yeah, there's still a lot of time, like I said. Still a lot of time. Uh, and the thing yeah, about Alex, so. he's a true competitor. You know, he never gives up, and that's what I love about him. And those are the kind of players you want in your league. Um, Team IR, Prince of Dorn, pretender? Definite pretender. Lito is the – this guy is right up there with Kulo Talk, Quan Kulo Talk. Is it a youth game, a youth game thing? Because all these guys do is talk. They don't put up. Um, Lito has a lot of hope for his team. He, you know, in the beginning of the year, it kind of looked, kind of looked nice. He had uh, Sony Michelle, Jordan Howard, Le'Veon Bell, some guys that you're like, ah, eh, you don't know about them yet, but they might be able to pull out and you know take the lead backs, and and that didn't happen for his case. And the injury to Michael Thomas definitely hurts. So I do feel for him, but I do not think. He's going to finish in the top six. Okay. Well, there it is, folks. Uh, All IR is not going to make the the playoffs this year. Uh, It is unfortunate. He does have uh, a few few players hurt, you know. uh, So there's only two spots left. Michael Thomas and Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin being the main ones. Um, You have uh, two spots left. Um and the remaining teams are Victor, myself, and Ben. We can start with Victor. Um, you know, Victor's had some unlucky games too as well, but I think he has a, a pretty solid team, honestly. I, I always get a little nervous playing him. I edged him out in, in one week and this year and was able to win, luckily. But um, I think Vic has enough to make it and edge out the top six again, uh, probably finish five or four. So I think he has what it takes to get up there. So we'll see. Yeah, um, he has a he has a couple of good, good, good players for sure. Um, Tyreek Hill, Tyler Lockett, ah. uh, Cooper Cup being one of the main ones. That's probably his Aaron core Jones. right now. Uh, Aaron Jones as well. Um, last year, Jameis Winston was a big part of his success, and um, it's unfortunate he doesn't have it this year. So yeah, that's the, that's the thing with that fantasy; sucks. those quarterbacks that are terrible in the NFL sometimes are just amazing in fantasy purposes, and it helped me a lot with Mike Thomas or uh, Mike Evans. But you know, that's another story. Yeah. Uh. Well. Uh. Yeah. Victor's team's all right. He's got Mike Davis putting up a lot of points Good for him pickup. right now. Um, he normally wouldn't have him. Um, Eckler, I don't think is uh, what he thinks is going to be. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, great hamstring. I don't He's think out for uh, a while. probably six weeks, six to eight weeks. That's unfortunate. So, but um, you know, then it comes down to two two teams, uh, Fonzie Goodell and and Ben. Uh, and we're we're at the bottom right now. Me and Ben are I know, at the bottom that's right why now. 
my picks are a little surprising. Sure, the first four or first three even are kind of like, you know, shoe-ins. But, you know, my decision with this one is Ben, he's had a lot of stuff work in his favor this year. I mean, if you look at it, Kareem Hunt, uh, Will Fuller, Cam Newton. I mean, just to name a few, Raheem Moster, even though he's out. But that's just that's just a few of his players that have been showing out and working in his favor where they're going to get some touches. They're going to get some fantasy points. And but at the end of the day, I don't think he has enough to to make it in the playoffs. So my pick, and for the final sixth spot of my playoffs is Fonzie Goodell. And I'm not saying this because you're the host, but I am saying this because your team is surprising. Oh, I'm, I'm just speaking from a fantasy perspective. I still hate you, but um, I do think the team <laughs> has enough to to you know push into the top six. Uh, right now, the standings are working out in everyone's favor, where there's a lot of movement where this week and next week are going to really show who can make it into the top six and who's going to be looking on the outside in. Yeah, I really hope uh, I get a couple more wins because uh, I do have uh, a, couple, uh, a few more points than uh, three three guys, three, four guys ahead of me. So That's what points are um, huge. Points are huge. Yeah, actually – uh, Uh, yeah, I outscore five out of the, or no, four out of the top six. That was a big week last week. You almost broke 200. I was watching. Yeah. I really wanted that 200. A couple weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, my tight ends are are just not here this year. You know, uh, I I don't expect much out of my tight ends anymore. Uh, If I get five points, Uh uh, I consider Uh that a win. You know, uh, if you get six, yeah, that's a great. I'm ecstatic. Thanks. Thank. Yeah. Right. Thanks for contributing. That's a that's, that's a great. I have nothing but buns. That makes this league even more competitive it's with the two end tight end league. It makes it so much more interesting, a lot more fun, a lot more even for every team out there. Um, yeah, it, it it does even out a lot of a lot of teams. On any given mm-hmm. week, you can mm-hmm. lose. Totally agree. Cannot agree anymore. Uh, I don't think uh, Rezzy or Edgar, who are undefeated, are, are you know, impossible to beat. Mm-hmm. I've beat Rezzy before. You know, I think I lost to Edgar twice last year. So maybe I Uh-oh. can't beat Edgar? Uh-oh. I don't know. We'll find out later this year. There, there are two. We'll find out later this year. I got, uh, I got um, yeah. Lido next week. There, there are two teams. There are two teams I've been playing week. most in this league uh, for the past couple of years running now, and it's Rezzy, uh, Mahomes, McCaffrey are no joke. Luckily, I don't have to face Christian, but um, and then the other is Bart. You know, my, you know, we're we're talking about rivalry week, and it's definitely spurred up as a great rivalry. Um, it's sad that he's all the way in Florida, and I can't say it to his face, but. Um, those two teams are very scary to play when you're going up against them. All the other teams, you're like, okay, I could do this. But, yeah, those are my two teams that are definitely scary to face. Yeah. Um, it, it, I'm not scared to face anybody. I'll just put it that way. I'm not scared. My team has the potential to do this every single week. It's up to them to do it. If they don't do it every week, uh-huh. that's all right. That's how fantasy right. works. 
You know, you just got to keep making the right plays and plugging in the right people. It's it's, it's a yeah, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And we just got past exactly. the first part of the marathon. Exactly. So. I'm excited for what the year is spring. I think uh, I'll, I'll, I don't want to say I'll have a, an easy win, but I'll, I'll, I think I can get a, a, another win this week. I can get a, another win and get myself to two wins, two and three, one game under 500. You know, I'm going to slowly start working That's my way up these, up these it's, rankings. It's totally possible. And, you know, my schedule, uh, the first three weeks I was planning to win. But after this, like the next three weeks, being totally honest, there, there's some tough matchups. I, you know, I play Rezzy, um, and then I think I play Luis, and then um, I think Al or Victor. So, I mean, those are some tough matchups coming up, and I'm definitely, you know, looking forward to it. Some good competition, but I hope I could come away with uh, at least one or two wins and then the finish off the rest of the season. So, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I play Lido, Vic, okay, and Rezzy. You know, I want three wins. I want three wins. I, out of those three games, I want three wins. The confidence. I like the confidence. I want it. You know, uh, I will have some people on by against Rezzy, but we'll manage. Hopefully, by then I can have Henry Ruggs back, and uh, we'll be able to mm-hmm. plug and play him that week. Definitely. I can see it. But uh, it's going to be a tough stretch because Big uh, Team's no joke either. Like you said, you know, it's a good team too. Everyone everyone in the league, honestly, for the first time in GPGL history, has a pretty solid team. Some unfortunate injuries, COVID co- in, uh, complications. Uh, so it is part of the game. That's part of the game. So 2020. Part of the game. And it's unfortunate. You know, I do think of all the championship teams, Luis is oh, probably the shittiest oh, one. Far. But he yeah. got lucky. He got lucky, and he got you know, he, he got a win. My biggest regrets in GPGL so. is I felt so bad for Luis that year because he knew nothing. That I gave him all my advice, all, all my you know, I'm not saying like I have the best advice, but I really pumped him every week, giving him information, telling him what to do. And I really think that my name should be on that trophy right next to his. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Never do it again. Wow. I'm not going to lie. I, I was not expecting we'll that whatsoever. He'll, he'll tell you to your face that I wow. helped him every single week, except for when he played me. But every week I helped him. Damn. Okay. So there, there's a, a little, a little like doubt into Luis's skill well, now, you as know, a now GM. He's maybe into my apprentice, and uh, he's he's gained some knowledge, and he's used it to his advantage by playing in other leagues with people that are inexperienced and using GPGL, which is a great tactic. You should use this league to to destroy other leagues, but um, he's learned well, and now I think he's developed into a good GM. And no longer needs me as a crutch. Okay. Okay. Yep. So you yep. think he's good on his own now? He got off the train. I'm moves. good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do feel like he's more cautious now. He doesn't trust you, which is good. Well, I you like that he doesn't trust see you anymore. The whole story from beginning to end of mine and Luis's relationship in fantasy football where I guided him to a championship when my my team suffered some injuries in, in week 14 through week 16, which ended up pushing me to like fifth or fourth place. Um, and then you could see the following year where I trade raped him and, and got what I needed and got my players. <laughs> and you could see he has suffered some substantial PTSD from that day. And that's when our relationship for fantasy football ended erupted. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, I, I, I did feel like you, you were like uh, conniving in that move. You, you really, you really had his trust won, and then you stabbed him in the back, and not just in the back. You came in from yep. underneath and got him right did, in know. the tank. That that was yeah, by it. far one of my top two trades in my league. Probably the number one trade ever was just straight finesse, and it worked in my favor. But it also gave him the love that I have for Kansas City running backs, and now he has that love. And he's doing it right. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you can uh, find some uh, happiness yeah, yeah. in in the end. So, uh, I hope Luis uh, can uh, can understand that Strictly business is business. Baby. Strictly business. Strictly business. You know, he should have saw it coming. Just the finesse he saw it, coming. it took to trade one of my players away and then trade for him back to get Galladay and Evans. I mean, that is unreal. Now they're yes. my two stars on my team and some of my play- favorite players in the league. That is mm-hmm. crazy that you were able to do that. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. You're a real, real <laughs> great friend. Right, let's get off this topic. I'm sick of talking about him. Yeah, let's move on. Luis? A little soft. Soft. A little soft. We'll see if he even listens we'll get to this there. podcast episode. So, before we wrap this up today, I want to know... This week, what are your predictions? Last week, not so hot. This week, give us your predictions. Yeah, give me. You want to give me? You want me to give you the matchups? The prediction and a little bit of uh, uh, detail on each one. All right. To start it off, Big Booty Judy versus Dak Chronic. Quan, one of my good friends, developed a great friendship over the past couple of years. Love the guy. He's my hype man. Um, I have to give him the win on this one. Uh, some unfortunate, uh, you know, Ben, he's really grown this next year. You could see year over year how he's improved with his GMing, with his fantasy. Very good. Uh, great. Very good GM. Elite White. Now he's very good GM. Kwan, even without, <laughs> even without Saquon, <laughs> will be able to edge out Ben this week and get that win. Okay. Ben. All right. Next matchup should be a blowout, but it seems to be a close one according to the sleeper projections. 
Team that Bart wow. versus yeah. Game of Jones. Uh, definitely giving the win to the reigning champ. Uh, this one, I don't think, deserves any other detail or explanation. I think uh, Dakota is going to have this one in the bag again and continue climbing up the standings. Okay. Uh, next matchup is Luis. The battle of three and ones, Luis and yeah, Ijo Ernesto. Looking forward to this one for a while now. Uh, both teams, like you said, three and one, which is great for everyone to see someone at the top uh, take a loss no matter what. Um, I think with uh, Ijo Hernandez, or whatever his name fucking is, Ijo Ernesto or whatever, um, <laughs> I think him taking a loss with Julio and uh, I think his team's going to digress a little bit this week. I think Luis is going to going to take this one, but you know you also have to keep in mind that Luis has no Nick Chubb, so but uh, Devin Singletary is filling in really nice for him. So we'll see what happens. But I think Luis edges this one out by a few points. Um, Ijo Ernesto is benching Julio he Jones this week. Suffered a hamstring in the in the second half or the first half. Actually, sat out the second half and. Uh, at that age, when you have hamstring issues, soft tissue, I mean, that's going to linger, and it, it takes a little bit longer to heal for that age. So uh, especially being an electrifying player like he is, uh, it definitely dampens Matt Ryan's uh, projections, but uh, hopefully he heals up fast. But for this week, I don't think he's going to be on the field. He he has a a. a sp- a crazy spot start instead of Julio with uh, Keishon you know, we'll Vaughn. We'll see for that one because LaShawn McCoy is out. Sure, Vaughn, uh, uh, Vaughn had a great week last week, but um, who knows? I think uh, head coach said that uh, Leonard Fournette's going to be a game-time decision. Uh, Fournette plays. I think Vaughn gets no touches, even after a great performance. Okay. So you don't no. think uh, Vaughn's going to do much for him, huh? Okay. Well, instead of Vaughn, he is uh, benching uh-huh. uh, week. Latavius Murray, who's finding the end zone. Um, Who would have thought that? Frequently, it seems like. But uh, it, those were his first two of the mm-hmm. season. But he did get two touchdowns last week. And... Yeah. Anthony Miller in a tough also spot. getting benched. You know, he doesn't have a deep bench, so he doesn't have many options to choose from. So maybe Vaughn is that highest uh, highest ceiling there for him. But you have to really closely monitor whether uh, Fournette is going to be playing or not, because if he does, I mean, that's just already a headache and a timeshare for Ronald Jones and Fournette. So I guess we'll have to wait and see, especially against a, a stingy Bears defense that has been uh, you know, performing to their top level this year. All right, moving on. Um, Think Inc. versus yeah, this, you know, Minshew. Yeah, this matchup is just like, eh. I don't think anyone's going to be watching this or monitoring this matchup. Nothing exciting over here. Uh, but I really root for my boy Al uh, to pull this win out to get his first win of the year. Uh, you... As of yeah, now, according you know, to Sleeper, projected a win. This week, after getting a close win last week, you could tell his team's getting a little tired. Um, so I think Al's going to blow him out this week and finally get uh, one of those, the lowest scoring uh, competitors of the year for him and, and edge out that win. Yes, uh, that is highly likely. Um, 
Iger's uh, Al's first win and Al Iger's yep. first loss. That's great for a high possibility you know. this week. Yeah, of course. So you know, um, Iger starting Greg Ward again. Maybe he hasn't updated his lineup, but uh, Greg Ward yeah. still in the lineup. Justin Jefferson on the bench. Maybe that might change. Um, if so, I do like Justin Jefferson. Um, Edgar having two Viking starts is also very, very sketchy considering how shitty the play of Kirk Cousins has been this year. Adam Thielen, clear-cut wide receiver one, uh, top ten receiver in the league. But um, Justin Jefferson is just electrifying uh, rookie. But um, I can't see both of them having another good week like this past Um, James Conner also might be available for him, so we'll see. He could throw him in there. Um, so mm-hmm. it could be a close one between them. Um, I still think I agree. Al might edge out and get you, his first win. Um, I do want to point out on Edgar's team, Damien Harris projected 12 points. That's my boy. Shout out Damien Harris. Yes, Finally broke out. Um, our final matchup besides yours is mine and uh, Prince of Dorne, the Allen yep. Crime family. No doubt, given this win, David Toledo. Fidel, uh, coming off a huge ups, not even a huge upside, a huge just win, demanding win, uh, blown out uh, Big Al. Uh, so I think he's going to do it again. Uh, you know, i really not a fan of Lito's team, Team IR. Uh, just like the 49ers, but the thing is the 49ers are pulling out wins, and I don't think Lito will. Um, speaking of Lito, we just made a trade. Me and Lito did. Um, Kyle Rudolph. I picked up uh, another tight end in hopes of uh, trying to give myself a, a, a little more points out of my tight ends. Uh, if maybe Rudolph is not going to be the option, I got Irv already. But if it's going to be Rudolph for the rest of the year, yeah. and you know, at least I have that. The thing option. is, too, with your tight ends is you had, you know, coming out coming out of the offseason were some really great players with Will Disley, Herndon, uh, Irv Smith. I mean, some players that were really high up on the boards to break out some sleeper candidates, and they're just not panning out uh, thus far. Not, not, not panning that's out, and, and that's just yeah, the it's fantasy. The, the love of the girls. game. Uh, you got you gotta you know you, you got it's because some of these players if they would have hit mm-hmm. they're gonna win me the championship you know gotta always try to be out there trying to get something for yourself uh, I think it's gonna be a close one um, Lito has a lot of players that could be coming back and they, they could be coming back with a vengeance. Um, he's going to have possibly Michael Thomas starting, possibly Chris Godwin starting. I think Godwin. You know, he definitely has Debo back. He he might be uh, if he if he does great. You know, yeah. Um, I I don't know if he's going to start Bell. He yeah. might start Bell. Don't know if they're going to activate him off the IR. You know, that's going to be coming down. You know, we'll find out if he does have to sit Bell. I would assume that's why he traded for me and picked up James Washington and tried to pick up another option for himself 
not, I knew that was a possibility, you know, yeah. that I was going to give him a player that might give him points. And, and I was willing to take that risk. You know, uh, yeah. James Washington is a decent player, but uh, I'm not worried about James Washington. I'm worried about Chris Godwin starting or Michael Thomas starting. So, you know, if those guys are starting or Bell is starting, you know, I'm more worried about his team. You know, I know if he's going to have to start James Washington instead of Michael Thomas or Chris Godwin, yep. I'm a lot more happy with that play. start. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. Uh, LaVisca on his bench as well, and J.K. Dobbins hasn't, hasn't been what he thought he was going to be. That whole balty running game is not what everybody wanted wanted yeah, it to be. It's, it's ugly out there in Baltimore. I mean, trying to pick that backfield. Uh, it's just like the, the Rams. I mean, Henderson had a great, great week, and then they just kind of get rid of him. It's weird. Yes, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And uh, let's wrap up the episode and let us know who's winning between you uh, and CMC Mahomie, a battle of the juggernauts. Yeah, three and I mean, one I versus need to take four and out for the rest of the league. I need to take him out for myself. Uh, coming off a loss, really hurt, especially going three and zero. You're at the top of the world, so I need to get back on the track and uh, make sure I take out Rezzy this week. Uh, Mahomes has been performing really well, so I'm hoping I am hoping that fantasy gods uh, reward me with a you know a poor week or a subpar week out of him, where I'm able to to take advantage of that, of less points, and be able to edge out a win here. Uh, kind of closely monitoring Mike Evans. He has a, a small ankle injury, so I'm hoping he could get out there and play and perform. Uh, it's going to be a close close matchup, but, you know, of course I have to root for myself, and I think I'm going to pull this one out. That's, that's the confidence you need in order to be a champion. Uh. As far as his team, his team looks pretty healthy. It looks like he's got pretty much a bunch of no-brainer starts. Um, no Mo Alley. Everybody loves Mo. It's crazy because he makes some weird spot starts, and somehow they pan out for him. I remember last year he played like Russell Gage one game, and he had like 20-plus points. And it, It's crazy. You never know what to expect with the guy. It's like he has some inside source, but – Sometimes he it, it fails him, and I hope that's this week. But it is scary. Uh, you know, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every Matt once Ryan, in a while. Uh, and possibly only the person he could throw to is Calvin Ridley, and so we'll have to monitor that. Yeah, you are playing Calvin Ridley, so that is unfortunate. Um, he is starting T. Higgins. Um, not one of my uh, more, you know, favorite starts this week. They are going up against Baltimore secondary, which is, you know, nothing crazy, but, uh, you know, the Ravens are a better team. It's a good test. It's going to be a tough game for the Bengals this week. We'll see. I mean, if they don't connect, I mean, at least I'm, if Joe Burrow has a decent game, but he doesn't connect with T Higgins, I mean, then I'm, I'm in the clear, but, um, Maybe this is the revival game for A.J. Green. Who knows? They still got Tyler Boyd. They got Drew Sample. I mean, they have people to pass the ball to. But um, it's going to be a really good test for Joe Burrow and I'm hoping for a, a poor week out of him. 
Yeah, uh, well, you know, he does have that combination. If he has a poor week, exactly. uh, you almost guarantee to win. Oh, well, GM Nick Ratcliffe, yep. Thank Mr. Clanco. at this podcast. Uh, again, this is GM Nick Ratcliffe, six-year vet, uh, GPGL, Mr. Clanco. Uh, zero championships, but, you know, hoodie season's over, and, and we ready. We ready. We're working on year, it, baby. working on the championship. Well, uh, good luck, and uh, I'm glad you came on and uh, came on the episode. Uh, I hope that this might be the year. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. After week eight, you know, we'll revisit, and, and I'll let you know. I'll, I'll give you my that. championship prediction. Thanks for having me on. You know, I just don't want to say anything too soon and upset some people, you know. I'm going to give it to week eight, and I'll, and I'll let you know. Appreciate that. All right, man. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right, yeah. All right. That's, uh, that's good, man. Cool. All right, man. All right. Uh, I'm going to finish recording, uh, and I'll do some editing, and then uh, I'll right, hopefully post it later tonight. Yeah.